Good morning, my neighbors. Hello. Say hello to my little friends. You don't have any friends. I was kidding. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Dude. Welcome to another edition of J-O-B. What y'all got going here is genius. No problem. This is the Jab and Knock podcast. Boy, that escalated quickly. Hello and welcome to the Jab and Knock podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we use some adult language and we say a few bad words. You have been warned. Hello, it's Dan. It's Job and Not a Podcast. And today I am joined, fellow inventor, um, borderline genius, borderline nutcase. Can we go that far, Cliff? <laughs> I think you could probably go that far. I think I'm safe to say. <laughs> Cliff from Space Plug. Now, if you haven't heard of Space Plug, you've been living under a rock, surely, in this industry. Space Plug is a fantastic cabinet fixing, amongst other things, mainly for kitchen industry, but I use it for a lot more different things but we're going to find out all about that today in this podcast with cliff are you doing buddy okay i'm very well i'm very well good to talk to you young sir how are you doing um all the better for seeing and hearing your beautiful face and voice <laughs> <laughs> no no well space plugs a funny thing really cliff uh, we'll start off like most podcasts is how i know of you and your product in this instance. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know about it. I know a lot of people use it anyway. I mean, I've used it for a long time. Um, and purely down to the fact that I was part of the Kitchen Fitters Forum. We'll give the lads a shout over at the Kitchen Fitters Forum. The infamous Forum. Kitchen Fitters Forum. Yes, inf- inf- they are infamous, some of them. <laughs> Run by the infamous stretch. Yes, yes. Yep. Well, no one's going to know the uh, real names possibly not know the uh, funny names either but yeah stretch uh I, i've reached out to stretch in the past and he's, he's um, gladly and helpfully put uh, us a little shout out on the kitchen fitters forum people can find it on google just type in the kitchen fitters forum and you'll find it Um i was a member on there for many years i can remember now going on it because I, t- I searched actually say I think it was Apollo Magna Worktops, right? Can you remember when B&Q or someone started them? Yeah. And they're all, and they aren't acrylic. They're like resin stone. And they've got shell and everything in them. And I, yeah. and I wanted to find someone that had done it for some advice. And it came up with this, linked to the kitchen for this form. I signed in, I registered, and bang. You get in and there's some fantastic guys in there. A bit pre-Festool talk groups and a bit pre festival owners groups that you know really old school bunch of blokes who've been doing the trade trades and a bit like a diamond in the rough to be fair isn't it you know definitely if you want to know where to get a saw sharpened that was the place to call in (laughs) if you needed your horse's shoe sharpening (laughs) these guys knew somebody but it it was it was good it was good for that brilliant old school yeah lots of lots of uh, old tradies uh very happily uh, and welcoming to give advice and tips and tricks. You know, as long as you was a fitter, you know, if you, you're someone coming on there for pure advertising, you got booted off pretty fast. But I can remember being on there and you were talking to the rest of the guys. I had not really commented at the time. I was more of a lurker. Call you a lurker, don't me? <laughs> I'd come on and I'd read some posts and then I'd dash oh, I usually call you Dan, to be fair. <laughs> Begins of C. <laughs> Ends in unit. <laughs> but um, 
I would, I would lurk around and I'd look about and I can remember you mentioning this idea you've got, this idea you've got and some of the other guys and asking for advice and different things, you know, because your background's similar, isn't it, in the kitchen industry yeah. and a few other things like that. And I can remember you popping up and going, right, I've got it done. Who wants to try them? So I was Sorry. like, oh, free. I was posting on there every day. I was being everyone's friend. (laughs) But no, I got really into it because it was right good source of information and I'm just joking. And and, and you were like, yeah, I'll send you some out. Dan, you know, you didn't call me Dan because my forum name was Grafter Shave. Are we revealing that you are Grafter Shave? Of course. Because I dunk a Grafter Shave because I worked so hard. <laughs> that was the thinking about it, but that was a story, story from me and my mates. So we won't go down there. And I, I dropped you a message, and you sent me some space blogs. So from there on in, I used them. And pre Instagrams and stuff, I used to put posts on Twitter when I was using them. And I know you didn't have your social media really going or anything. Then you're concentrating on other things. But that's just a brief introduction of how I already knew of the space plug and yourself and a bit about your journey. But I'm pretty sure everyone is going to enjoy hearing about where you came from and how you decided you're going to create this, what was dubbed Orange Doofer originally. The Orange Doofer. Yeah. The Orange Doofer came around, I was 21. I'm now 50. So it'll be 30 years next year. 30 but years in the making. It's for about 23 years, I think. Yeah. It's just the first time I did a little kitchen on my, on, on my own. And it's just naturally, you just want to stick a screw through there. And then they give you these L brackets. And then you're going, well, you can't get to the L brackets, the things in front. And how do you do it? And obviously, once you get used to it over the years, we were all just putting them on a skew and, and got used to it. But it just it was always crummy and a waste of time. And you've got to do two. So it was. It can, it can be a faff, though. You're you're right. It can be a faff. I mean, I've put the L brackets on the cabinet, put the cabinet in place, moved the cabinet, drilled the yeah. hole, put the cabinet back, then tried to screw the screw, or I've put the brackets on, then I've stood the cabinet back, then I've tried exactly. to screw through the back of the gables, then the gables yeah. split. It's not the best way of fixing them. Just back, nobody had clearly ever given it a thought, and before space plug nobody had ever given it a thought we'd put the plastic legs on the bottom for christ knows how long yeah and that just worked and yet nobody ever thought well why aren't we doing it on the back and of course that's that's the real thing that we're going to start seeing i'm pretty sure in the, in the next couple of years is is the change happening on the back the space plugs go in the box those side gables like the side gables used to be down the floor and then we put adjustable legs on and then so we cut the side gables off you don't need them anymore well that's going to happen on the back so what we'll do is as space plugs get in the box, you'll just have those, the rear gable, no need for them anymore. I'm pretty sure Magnet used to supply their kitchens like that, didn't they, at one time? No at some point, I think somebody has given it a go, but nobody's really followed through with it and nobody's come up with a space plug. So we're, we're just fundamentally saying we'll, we'll start doing the same. But even if we're not, even if it's just replacing your L brackets at the moment, you're taking like 12 bits of kit down to two, um, and it's done in seconds, and it's yeah. done professionally, and it's done in situ, and it's done where it can be reached, and it's done where it can be moved, and it's done where you can do a screwdriver to it, and it's done neat, and it's done with a bit that looks like it was designed for it, so the customers love it, and you're just going, how many benefits can there be from two little bits of plastic that thread together? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it is one of them things. That, sorry, mate. It, no, it is one of them things. It just simplifies it, 
and then yeah, as I say, I, I carried it in my head 25 oh, years, and it was just like, well, one of the gig, big companies will do it. There's no way I can protect that. There's no way I can do anything with it. So I just let it float around in my head. And I, child of the 80s, I was having a business career anyway. The, the DIY and kitchens were secondary for me at that time. But um, so, yeah, it just floated on. And it wasn't until I sort of had a change of direction, I'd had enough of nuts corporateness and, and started a business as a happy handyman. I just went back to being a carpenter and handyman and was doing the odd kitchen fit. Um, helped a mate out on a site and we were faffing around with these L brackets. I said, we're not still doing this, are we? Because this, uh, this was like a 10, 15 year break for me. Yeah, so your light bulb moment came yeah, back around. Yeah, and it, it was just like, well, yeah, how else are you going to do it? And it was like, well, I already carried the idea for years. So I, I nagged my dad and I, I borrowed three grand off my old man. Um, he was only a window cleaner. He didn't have a lot. But um, just said, I've got an idea. If we can protect it, I think we might be able to make a few quid out of it. Yeah. And, uh, so that's what I did. I borrowed three grand off my old man. And to this day, the only... You still owe it to him. <laughs> yeah, still owe it to him. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, we're friends just, like you, Dan. Who needs yeah, enemies? Who needs enemies? We're friends <laughs> like these. So we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll flip back, because uh, I'm sure there's a few points in there, Cliff. So... Just give people a bit of your background. You're not a carpenter by trade, are you? No, no. But say, you did do kitchen installations and stuff yeah, back in the day. Fine. My history goes right back to being 10 years old. My my, my mum and dad split up um, and uh, we went from the house that my dad had looked after and it ended up, my older brother was a bit off the rails. Um, so it was basically me and mum at home and uh, the house needed doing up. It, she bought it off a little old lady. Um, didn't even have a didn't have an indoor toilet at the time. Indoor toilets. So at twelve years old, I was building conservatories and learning how to plaster and knocking down stuff and cutting down trees and all sorts. Um, paint. Uh, do you know what, Dan? I was thinking about this last night. I put a fence up when I was fourteen years old. So that would have been nineteen eighty four. I put a fence up in her front garden. I was one I, there a couple of months ago, and it's still there. I was one, Cliff. That's not bad, is it? 36 years for That's a fence and it's still going. there and looking all right. You yeah. must. You must have done it right. Let's put it that way. I must have done. So, yeah, I'm, so I was kind of thrown into trades as a necessity doing a... Mum used to say the car could drive itself to paint. Where were you from then, Cliff? Where, where's this? Where are you South going London, on? this all is. This is all Croydon, Addiscombe, South London. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, we were, we'd moved from there for, from Bromley when, as I say, my mum and dad parted. But um, so, yeah, we were, I was kind of on my top with my mum and we just made it all work over the next five or six years. So, but obviously at the time, the trades, my granddad was a carpenter and I did a lot of it with my granddad. Yeah. And oh, you had a good teacher then? Yeah, he was all right. He was all right, old granddad. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Between me and mum and granddad, there wasn't much we couldn't get done between us. And, and so it went on. But now I got a job, I was at British Telecom, and then uh, got involved in the trade union movement. From that, I actually won a scholarship to go back to university. So I uh, didn't get any qualifications when I was at school, not much anyway, um, And uh, but managed to get myself a scholarship to go back to university. What university in, was this, Cliff? So I went to university in Brighton in 1995 on a Brighton. scholarship. And got, nice. That would have been a nice change, wouldn't it, from Croydon to Brighton? It was, well, we call it Croydon by the sea, Brighton. It really was. Yeah, it's like home from home, but we're by the sea, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. And it was a good crack, but I was sort of older, and so I took it a bit more serious. I was a mature student. Of course, of course, yeah. You weren't, there so for, mature. you weren't there for messing around. You still liked a pint, but you weren't just getting well, wrecked every day. My, my sort of learning curve to everybody else was, was completely the opposite, because I sort of, having been in work and, and then, then mixing with all these first years, the first years were all going out and getting hammered, and I was very diligent and, and worked yeah. very hard, and so my work rate actually started high and went down as I got more comfortable, more into <laughs> going up. And yeah, I better start taking this seriously soon. So I, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. And my final year was, was good fun. Like a role rehearsal. So yeah, I, I managed to win my scholarship and get to university and get myself... Well, the scholarship was in... Um, I did a business management degree. Um, Not a bad so, degree to have. At the time, yeah, I was doing a lot of negotiating with, with business managers and, and whilst the trade union movement wanted me to go and do something in humanities or social, or perhaps a colleague, colleague Harley or John Ruskin College, something like that, I'd sort of said, no, I really need to do business because if you want me to negotiate on behalf of everybody else, I need to understand what they're talking about. So we'd, we'd, I managed to get the degree that I wanted to do and it, and it did a lot of good. I'm very happy. I'm very oh, nice. happy. So, I'm from, not the, so from, universe, from the university side of things, then where did you go from there? So from there, I actually um, moved over to Winchester. met a girl towards the end of, 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 of uni and, and moved over to Winchester in Hampshire. Um, tried to... Nice. It's nice there. Yeah, it was very dead. It was dead posh and she was... Nice. She was yeah, it was very nice. It started 20 years for us. Um, and um, got myself a post job with Merck Sharp and Dome, who were at the time the largest pharmaceutical firm on the face of the planet. Oh, right. But they were top six firm. Nobody had ever heard of them. I'd never heard of them. Um, but they were just absolutely massive and just hated it, just absolutely hated it. The, the drive and the, and the go and the way the money is, it was just horrible and horrible people, and I really didn't fit. So I came out of it after about six, seven months um of it being exposed to this mad world and um started uh, just trying a few businesses and um while i was being a bit of a entrepreneur bumped into a, a chat and um became a stone floor restorer was i guess was the first time i was ever a proper tradesman me and we worked for a company called stone care night and we went around the country doing very very high-end stone, actual stone floors and bringing them back with chemicals called, oh i see so it was kind of like brand. um repolishing resurfacing ish yeah getting getting old sealants off and and, and then resealing them or, or bringing the stone back rehoning the stone whatever it was yeah but, so quite a niche but nice job probably that yeah yeah well it was a, it was a bit grotty it was it was often solvents and 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 so it was a face mask job and then you'd be skating around with scrubbing brushes on all this solvent like paint stripper yeah but at, for an entire floor it was it was pretty weird but it was good and you got to see how the other half live i mean that was the thing mm. the, the guys we worked for he just sold his business for 641 million at the time Jesus and you started to go yeah i'm sort of open to go from 30 grand a year to maybe 35 grand a year did he ever tell you what he did kind of got, his business for 641 yeah, million it, it was crazy yeah business called innovex and that was all his that was all his that all went in his that's a serious so, amount of money. That's the yeah. kind that I'm going to do what I want for the rest of my life, money. Well, that's the thing. When you see them, they don't. They don't. Mm. They're not doing it more. They don't really know what to do with it. They get very bored. Yeah, some of them, though, because they're so 
what's the best way? They've conditioned themselves twenty four seven on. Yeah, there's no off. So obviously the, the yeah. dream and everybody's dream is what an amazing position to be in to grow a business and grow a company for you someone to so, say, I'll you? buy it from you for millions of pounds yeah. and you can do what you want and you get what you want yeah. and you're bored out your mind and you go mental. Minds. They literally don't know what to do. They can't think of doing, doing anything. Very, I'll, very I'll be honest with you, Cliff. I won't have that problem. <laughs> no, I don't think I've always would. I've, I've always said, yeah, if you if if I could if I could sell it and have enough just to retire on, that's me done. Yeah, yeah I would not have a problem finding stuff. Do <laughs> I've still got yeah. two kids as well, so I definitely have nothing. I definitely have no problem for my time. <laughs> yeah, that's where I. Yeah, I've never had any children, so I guess perhaps that's what's given me a sense of freedom. I actually steer clear of, of, of children for some reason. Well, some not... people are going to say to you, you've missed out. Some people are going to say to you, you won the lottery. There's no in between. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've been, I've been very happy childless up until 50, but I have to say it's starting to sink in a bit now. It's a bit like, oh, all my mates got kids and everybody else has got it, and you're a bit like, mm, yeah, well, you're doing life you never, crisis, I need yeah, kids. I mean, you're never too late, but it's quite hard work. I won't lie to you, mate. <laughs> I'm going to pull me through like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that to be very politically correct at the same time. That's yeah. hard work, mate. I'll be honest with you. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I worked for a few of them in Winchester as the Andy man. And, it is yeah. the most rewarding job having children. It is the hardest job in the world having children, and that is the truth. That is the truth. Well, but, I've I've just had a little taste because I uh, last couple of years I've been dating a lady who's got Down syndrome, little girl, and and Natalie is my biggest fan. And Natalie, I've just completely fallen in love with Natalie oh that's nice mate and, that's nice. um she's she's downs and um, now 28 but I'd always say to people you haven't been hugged till you've been hugged by a Natalie well yeah it, it's always a trick it's always a tricky one obviously people I say talking to people with or with families that have got children that have got learning difficulties or um, mental illnesses for example but yeah. I did for a period of time worked for a it's not a charity, but it was a company, and they used to have homes for um, groups of uh, children or adults with learning disabilities or um, some, uh, I forget the correct terminology, so I'm not going to say mm. mental illness, because it's not, yeah. but regardless, things. So I used to do sport with um, a group of children with Down syndrome. Right. The most fun people. Absolutely. I've not been, whether people like to think that they've, they, they, they've got a harder life or whatnot. You don't only know yeah. what you've got in front of you, for example. That's how I see it. Absolutely. And I used to treat the men different. But yeah. the joy and the happiness, they live their life, pisses on ours. Sheer joy. Natalie is permanently. Yeah, she's not in people. Because she's devastated over something. Which oh, of course, you, yeah. Something in the cupboard will sort that out. But... Um, yeah. She is just the happiest, happiest person. And well, I did, a, I did two jobs that I can remember the most from. Right? One was, unfortunately, the children had not been treated very nicely. So they had other conditions right. within some of the conditions that they had. Yeah. A few yeah. of them looked a bit more like carp, uh, carp, I forget the word now. Carp, I want to say carpmentalized, where they've been left in rooms for long times and they're not very... Compartmentalized, yeah. That's the one soon. One of us will get that word out. <laughs> and um, they struggle with the social aspect and mixing even within friends and things of the nature. So, you know, if food came out, they would cover the food to eat the food. And we were doing a kitchen and, and I saw it going on and it looked tough. You know, it was almost like they were all fighting for alpha male or alpha female position within, mm-hmm. within the, the community. And yeah. that wasn't very nice. But then on the flip side, I worked in one where 
um, it was more to give the parents a break. So they would come in in the day and then go home at night or they'd stay there for a couple of days. And there was this one guy, and I forget his name, and I should remember it, it will come back to me. And I'm working with my friend, John. And we got a coffee and he'd always come in and see how we were. We'd sectioned it off really so they didn't come in and just pick a drill up. Because, yeah. you know, like anyone, kids just pick anything up, won't they? Don't matter what age they are or what they've got. And he came in a couple of times and blah, blah, blah. And he'd overheard a conversation the electrician was saying, um, it's a shame, isn't it, for these people? And it's a shame that they've got this and it's a shame that they've got that. And I was saying to him, well, not really. If you only know what you dealt with, you don't know any difference. Blah, exactly. Blah, blah. So but long story short is, it was about two days later we were finishing the job. And this the, the, the lad who kept coming in all the time, I won't say Tim, but it wasn't Tim, but I forget his name, kept coming in. And the electrician came back and someone else was having a conversation and the conversation went down that route again. I was like, oh, you know, I ignored it. It's not, not, not my conversation. And this Tim went over to the guy, scared you know. And uh, he said, are you just saying this to Dan and John? You know, because he's quite loud and funny and what's it. And he says, I've got no problems. I get all my dinners made. I get my bed made. I can play on my computer when I want. He says, you've got to go to work. And then he just walked off. Yeah. And I just <laughs> thought, that is the, I couldn't have said that any better. He, Absolutely. He's got it all right. He's like, I'm having the best life. I'm living my best life. This is not Actually, a whole, this, has a, this has not been held back. I'm living the best of my yeah. ability. Brilliant. I loved it. She absolutely adores everybody and every day, and she leaves nothing but a wake of smiles in her in her path. And if you can live life like that, I think you're pretty lucky. Honest, forget That's where forget where anybody else right. thinks and do what makes yeah. you happy, and then you'll be. Yeah. For a happier person. Obviously, without being a complete twat at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so you met, you met this lady who lived in Winchester. You were repairing stone floors. Where's yeah. Cliff gone now? Got happy, gone into happy handyman mode. Had enough of all, all of that malarkey. Went back to doing what I've been doing as an amateur as a kid and started doing it more regularly and set up my own little business and did that for four or five years. As I say, worked on the site with my mate. Got this... You know, we're still putting little crappy brackets on the skew at the back and uh, just going, well, I've got to give it a go. Like I said, borrowed a couple of grand off my dad. Um, and to this day, that's the only time I've ever spent any proper money was, was the pattern. Everything else has just been done on a shoestring from home. Um, and we've made it all work. It's fundamentally me and my brother um, and uh, some cooperation from you know, people that had a vested interest, like the, the guy that did the development for me and, and created the tooling. Obviously, the, the the lump of, two lumps of steel I own that create space plugs, one doing the regular size, one doing the XL size. Um, and they're about 25 grand each, come from China, and, and they make us a few space plugs. So, you know, you kind of do the deal with the manufacturer to say, okay, we'll pay you back what you've paid in the development, um, as we sell them piece by piece. so And that's how I've done it. So that's why there's no Dragon's Den. There's no huge social media presence. Everything Space Plug has done has been done on the basis of we can only spend what we've got in the bank and, and we're trying to make a living. So nice. we nice. just keep progressing and progressing and progressing. And that's why a lot more people will be hearing of us this year because we finally made some money. So it's like we can now reinvest that money into some more social. Well, that's that. why you can afford to come on the and Jump Nut podcast, isn't it? 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like trying to sit around here doing you, you, you've got you've got to stop there, Cliff. You've got to you've got to stop. You got you've got to let us know though where where the idea came from. How did you go about developing the prototype? Because you can't just go. I'm turning up at tooling. You're speaking to someone that's made something in plastic, so I know these steps. <laughs> so you well, didn't just turn indeed, up and go. I've got this. Don't want to know that. Fantastic my, idea. My first sketch. My first sketch was literally in Word, which is not for drawing or doing anything. It was literally. How lined. did you do that with letter eyes? <laughs> just yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is actually because I'd just been. I'd just done my degree, and I could sort of was pretty good with Word. I managed to draw something that looked like a space plug in Word, and. So I could type all the other stuff to give to the patent firm. So I had a rough idea of the design in my head to give to the patent firm. And obviously you get that idea secured first. So the thing to, for people to know if they ever invent something is not to share it with anybody. And, and that does mean anybody. Um, yeah, and keep it to yourself. Get, get protected. that first bit of paper in at the patent lawyer. Then, then all and sundry can know. But once you've got your flag in the sand, as they call it, um, and you've got your application in, then that changes So everything. for people that want to know, Cliff, mm-hmm. you sure you had the idea and you got your idea in a sketch form so that you could protect yep. it. Did you, did, you get to yep. paint, did you get to paint, which is quite an expensive job, as we, as we yep. know ourselves. Expensive, yep. expensive old game. 500 pounds an hour. Expensive old game, this protection, and then you've got to register your designs and you've got to create yep. your logos and you've got to protect them and copyrights and uh, everything has to go through the government webpage. Everything costs you money uh, before yep. you even begin to make a product. So yeah. you've got your design. That was the, How did you so your first prototype was a drawing? Did you did you physically make one though? Have you made anything? Yeah. So from 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 the patent stage, um, it was about creating something to start to show to companies. Um and Howden's was the first company I ever showed anything to. Um they I didn't at the time even have a prototype, didn't have a three D drawing, didn't have anything really that like I could show them properly. So I literally So what did something. you think you thought? I'll go to Howland and we'll share the idea. Yeah, share the idea. They'll be enthusiastic. If they get on board with me, then that puts some money into the business. I can start getting it made. I can start getting it developed. Oh, how naive I was. That wasn't going to (laughs) happen. So I showed my little prototype. No. (laughs) They said it was great. They loved it. But they, you know, I wasn't far enough down the road for that fundamentally, um, and and I was from outside their business, so I went away again. Um, funny enough, I got lost uh, locally in an industrial estate. Um, I happened to reverse into this drive in order to turn round and, and and find my way back, and uh, there was a sign that was plastics development company, Fate. and. Um, that was like, well, that's who I'm looking for. That's who I need. These are the people that will do your 3D drawings and, and they'll develop the idea and come up with an actual design. So at the time, Space Plug was fundamentally a couple of tubes and they were the people that added the, the, the flanges on, on the side um, in order to get a spanner on and get hold of it and things like that. And the wall yeah. thickness, things like that are what people don't understand. Is there what size are you going to make that hole in the middle? And then how thick is that wall going to be? And therefore, what thread is going to take? So space yeah. fundamentally, and then we call team very, bulk. very technical, very, very quickly. Especially, exactly. in, especially in plastics, Cliff, as we, we've got a good understanding. Mm. Even from the product material to 
the machine that it goes in to the yeah. amount of moving parts. Like, see, to put a hole in just sounds like you make it with a hole in. No, that is not how it no. works. It's no. a ridiculously more expensive process because yeah. this part moves to move this part, then this part goes in, then the, the yeah. plastic will go in, and this other part goes in, and then it drops out. But the shots. all that thing that happens in about three seconds, yeah, so much goes into that idea, that development, Absolutely. and that process. It can take months yeah. to work out that. Because yeah. like you say, once you go, right, I'm putting my name to a 25 grand mold, it can't yeah. go wrong. That's the exactly. finished job. There's a little bit of messing around that you can do, but you can't just go, ah, oh, we'll, just, we'll just redo that again. Well, my- don't forget that with mine, I got an ed- I, I had a slightly added technicality that you won't have had with yours, and and that is the internal screw thread. Two so parts. if you think about it, obviously space plug is actually two halves, a male half and a female half. Yeah. And inside that female half is is the receptive thread to the male, and that's what just. When you think about it, to mould that though in the factory, the only way to get that shape on the inside of something is for a piece of steel to be inside that something. And therefore, as it's embedded in a thread, the only way to get that piece of steel out of that something is to unwind it. So I have quite a lot of added hydraulics and, and, and funky things attached to my tooling. So technical, you, very technical way of saying there's a load of fucking about make this very good. And that's why <laughs> space plugs ain't as cheap to make as people think they are because no of way. female threads. And, and, and that's the difficulty. That, that's a whole load of stuff on top of the tooling to it's actually mould out. Yeah. But we've got a slot in the back and a hole in the seat. Yeah. Two separate moving parts, like you say, hydraulic parts yeah. in a mould. It's ridiculous how a chair design, which yeah. is how it basically is, to Dog's a, chair, chair. a yeah. chair design with a slot and a hole for scribing yeah. takes it from a few thousand pounds to tens of thousands of pounds. Tens of thousands of pounds. Smooth. And then you've got to sell thousands and thousands and thousands of them to get your money back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very, very mad part of the job. And I think it's the making and breaking of most people's ideas. I speak to it people is. now, and you probably speak to people now, and you get people asking you for advice, and you get people with great ideas, and I always say to them, keep the idea to yourself unless you want proper help, because when you go down this route, you're only going to stop when you find out how much it costs. Yep. Getting out, do with your idea. Your idea is great. Yep. Is your idea marketable? Is your idea uh, something people will buy? Is your idea something that can be made without being a ridiculous price? That is the making and breaking of most people's ideas is the, when it comes to the manufacturing. It, you're, ab- you're absolutely spot on. If anybody's got a space plug at home that is, is listening to this, or go and get some space plugs, if you look around the patent information at the base of the female, you'll see four tiny little dots. And those four tiny little dots are absolutely essential to the manufacturer's space plug, believe it or not. If you yeah. actually, you'll see what I mean. But that is all it takes to actually unwind the space plug out of the tooling machine. That's, that's what those four dots do. They're not impressions. They're deliberately there for another just tool. To, just to hold it in place. Another little bit that's interesting, if you then look on the other side of that, you'll see a tiny number. You'll see a tiny number. And that's whether it's, what it will say one, two, three, or four. And on that number, we know which slot 
of the tooling it came out of. Yeah, that's right. So you know if there's an error, no, where to fix it. Where to fix it, yeah. yeah. Damn right. No, it's, 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 just like cars. A market yeah. I'd never envisaged to be in and an amount of information I'd never thought I'd ever need in my life. To be fair, two of us, Scott isn't here today. He's the more technical one. But when it comes to making the decisions, we've always sat down and had a good think about it because obviously these are crazy amounts of monies to yeah. be putting into things whether you think they're going to be a good idea or not luckily or unluckily you you, you do it and you find out um but so much like you like you probably do like i do now i look at things and i go there's so much work in there that must have cost yeah. an absolute fortune to develop you watch dragons den in a completely new light don't you how many millions of pounds some of these companies spend on development yeah testing actually manufacturing the product and then you look at it like, I don't know how they can sell it for so cheap. They must be selling yeah. millions of them because I know Absolutely. the markup and how much money is invested into that idea. It's always plastic, yeah. obviously. Metal things, I, I don't know a massive amount of, but you learn enough because of the tooling aspect of what, what we've done. But it's crazy to think, and people will hold things, your drill case, for example, that costs a fortune to make. Yeah. <laughs> Just the case that the drill's in. So loads of the joiners that probably yeah. might be listening to this or banging a drill in. Look at the case that surrounds your battery. That yeah. will be in two parts. That will be two molds that probably cost between ten and twenty-five thousand pounds, depending on what goes on. So that battery casing alone is fifty grand. Yeah. Then the case for the drill might be another twenty grand. The kit that the plastic part the chuck goes in is another twenty grand. And that's to make the part. That's not to develop it, test it. And you think, man, I looked the other day, the Lamallo, using the Lamallo, Scott's got the Lamallo, fantastic machine. They've got the little insert, plastic insert. So I'm looking at them going, that costs an absolute fortune. They are so fine. They are so detailed. That's a very difficult thing to do. So I'm looking at it thinking hundreds of thousands of pounds there. It's hundreds of thousands of pounds there. It must cost some of these companies millions of pounds to get what you spend, say, seven, eight hundred quid on, which you think, what me, that's a lot of money. I have to make Absolutely. a proper decision about that. That thing costs millions and millions and millions of pounds. Yeah. They've got to sell so many. I mean, they do, obviously, because the businesses wouldn't exist. So don't feel bad for these companies. But what I mean is... I can't work out how they do it. I've no so idea. much money. Well, one guy, yeah. again, we're in the industry now where we talk to people, and I'm an open book. Obviously, I don't give anyone secrets, shall we say. There's a certain amount of the industry you've got to find out yourself unless you want to go and see certain people that will tell you because yeah. it's expensive advice or it costs you a lot of money to get to that point. But again, I'm an open book and I'm not going to pull out of questions with people. I'm, I'm honest. This is why we trade and this is why we're in the position we are because we tell people how it is. You know what I mean? We aren't bullshitting. Same as you. This is the idea. This is my background. This is what I did. But I spoke to a guy who spent $36 million getting this one product ready. And in the first year, it only sold 700,000 pounds worth of units, so we say. So we say, yeah. we spent 36 million. And I said, wow, I can't. He says, it's the long game. It's the 10 years of this. It's not, yeah. they don't make something to make money in the first year. They write, they write, basically write it off for three years, four years, and say, right, we'll make us money back in three or four years on this idea. Some of the areas we can iron out by that time and some of the you know there's always there's some of these multiple use items there's a lot of things to go wrong isn't there you know mm. imagine a dual drill 
they change slightly next year, don't they? Because that little bit of something didn't quite work. So they're tweaking it. So yeah. that costs some money. They go four years without making any money. Then they've got to make it in the next six because the patent runs out. And you think, absolutely, God, sell some shit fast. And he's like, he only made £700,000 in his first year. I'm thinking £36 million. That's another 36 years worth of that failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you just look at everything so different. A plug, a bloody phone case, a pen. You know, all the things around you, a car key, cost a fortune to make. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely. All, all things, as a joiner, you know, sitting in someone's kitchen one time, having a brew, contemplating whether I'm going to get the chops out, do some cornice or not. Yeah. Is now, you know, thinking about how much plastic costs, tooling costs. You know, it's, it's, it's a mad journey, Claire. Let's ship in. I mean, if, if all this stuff is being shipping. made in China, it's all being put together in China. It's then got to go on boats. It's then got to come across the world. It's then got to turn up with us. Somebody's then got to make some money out of getting it from China and selling it to us. And the the amount that's involved and the stuff is just so cheap. When I don't you think, know how to do it. Don't know how to do um, it. It's crazy. I think the first the first ever video player that came out I can remember going around my mates. I think showing, you, showing your age, Cliff. I'm just going to put that 83. There. <laughs> yeah. Watching a pirate video of ET, probably. <laughs> that was a Ferguson video star, and that went on sale in the early 80s at 800 quid. 800 quid. Now, what do you play? For, well, you don't even need a DVD player. What do you pay for a, a laptop to play DVDs on? I mean, it's 200 quid. You could get one for that quite easily. Cost of living is. It is so, so different to on stuff. Stuff has become so much cheaper to us. Where the, oh. that, that's the real difference. Crazy. So obviously, food and, and fuel and, and heating and, and more important things have obviously marked with time more. But there's no doubt about it that stuff has just got so much, so much cheaper. It's, it's, I don't know how, these, how it's well, made. Partly, I'll be, partly, it's a nightmare. Because it means when you want to bring it back home, it costs an absolute fortune. Partly it makes it a nightmare because when you want to make something at home, you realise that it's not that cheap. Yeah. And the failure side of things is, I mean, we, we I, don't, I, I don't know you, Cliff, and I'm not going to ask you that question. It's your business. We don't deal with China for anything. So um, right. I've, we bought things from China, but not nothing to do with our business. So I've, like, I've yes. bought things from China and Amazon and lights and LED lights come from Amazon or you've ordered something online, eBay, and it's come from China in four weeks, it's here, and it's, it's here. not quite what you expect you, but no. you kind of signed up for that when you bought it for four quid, <laughs> you know. Exactly, yeah. And then you go to the merchants up the road, because the rubbish one has lasted two minutes. You go into the merchants and you go, I want an LED strip, and I go, all right, 75 quid, and you go, for what? What? Yeah. But it's then you buy at four. Yeah, then then it's a proper version though, and it's well made or it was British made. And you, you you've got that battle, and we we're at that turning point now. Speaking to a couple of guys the other day, mm. um, I think, I mean, we 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 luckily or unluckily, we made the decision that we were going to do everything inside the country. End of story. Yeah, local, me too. Local designer for the logos, local yeah. cardboard company for the box forms and the boxes, local yeah. everything that we can do, we do locally. The only thing we go a distance for is our manufacturer is down south. So we have to travel yeah. to there for what to see. But we did all that. 
He's a fantastic well, If you need guy. me to nip in on him for you, I can do that. I can do that. You're not going to see him, not letting you in. <laughs> I'll just pop round your factory. No, <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna do a tour. I've asked him if we can not gonna give away any of his business. When you uh, do, secrets. we might actually get a beer at last then. Oh mate, there's gonna be some beers after this lockdown, I'll tell you that. Aren't they? Yeah. There's, there's so many people that I want to meet, dude. Definitely, definitely gonna yeah. Get to do. It. I mean, but we do it. Same as me. We do do it. We do go to the tour fairs, and we have started to do it more. But obviously, I've got a yeah. young family, and we can't take all the time away traveling. And eventually, Cliff, a bit like your hope, I make some money where I could go. I'll pay myself this week, and I will go and do them things. But this week, have a day off. Still reinvesting. Yeah. yeah, one day it'll happen. I'm confident, mate. Yeah. And fingers crossed. I'm touching MDF because I've got yeah. no wood, and I'm going for it. Sky's yeah, the limit, and all that. I don't know how many beers I owe Stretch by now, but it's getting off the limit at the minute. But uh, I owe him a lot. I owe him a lot, that man. Oh, there's some, there's some great guys. Like I say, I, I'm, I want to bump into them. I want to thank them. I want to see them. I mean, that part of me enjoys that, and you probably feel the same. Definitely. We've started from that background, shall I say, whereas we we deal with these people on social media anyway. So yeah. I was already getting the guy saying, oh, I've just huge product. It's wicked. Can I, can I, I'm going to tell my mate and you're like, oh, no better feeling, mate. I really appreciate that. That you know, That's it. That's for me. And, you know, if we don't do anything else now, we help one guy and it was never supposed to be like that anyway. But if one person says it was brilliant, fantastic. You know, every now and then someone says it's a waste of time and a waste of money and that, that's fine. You know, you can't, you can't please everybody. And like I said earlier, sooner you, less, you care less about that, the better, really. But Absolutely. The job's, the job's a, a funny one for for um, reviews and, and ratings and comments. And we've done okay out of it. I think, I think we've done right out of it. People seem to like us both. I think people like the I, space plug. I always think it's the perception of, of, of what it is. When you see a product, you just naturally assume something like this comes to market and you just naturally assume that here comes another dickhead in another office that's had a bright idea that can add something to the bottom line by trying to tie a lever money out of my pocket in another way yet again. That's right. Um, and uh, I was just always determined not to be that. For us, it's always, it's, it's always been the same thing. It, the product works. It's a no-brainer. If you're a carpenter, you should have some. I was, like I said, I did 35 years on and off the tools. Um, and if you do stuff, there will be a time when Space Plug will will rescue your situation. There's all sorts oh, of... Oh, definitely. I've used it on bath panels. I've used it yeah. when I couldn't get a fixing on the side and I've had to put them at the top of a boiler housing. I've used them yeah. on... I've used them when I've reduced door frames. So yeah. instead of taking the old frame out, I've put a new frame in with the door size that they wanted. Yeah. It was six inches, three inches, two inches, whatever it was, I can't remember. Set it from both sides, fire the space plugs in. And also it's a bit like the old trick of well, I can literally just undo it a little bit more. I haven't got to take anything off the door. I can adjust the frame, tighten up the space exactly. plug, find my screw, put my architrave around, bosh, yeah. you know? Damn. That was a good thing. For, for me, even, even then, that was like, oh. That was how, many times, how many times you've been stood, whether it's in a pub or it's at somebody's, I know it's, it's less rare now. We tend to get them more right. So it, it's more rare now, I should say. But, I mean, for... for donkeys when it's been that case you go and see somebody's toilet and their toilet is like an inch and a half the cistern is about an inch and a half off the wall 
Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a load of timber and some packers and some great big screws. And then sometimes blokes will stick a bit of tiling on it to try and make it look like a little shelf. Or oh, just shitloads of silicon. Uh, or it's tons <laughs> of silicon down the back there. Yeah, space plug, couple of couple of space plugs at the back of a toilet system. If your system really isn't going to want to meet the wall and there's some measurements out somewhere, stick a couple of space plugs in there and they look do absolutely spot on for the back of a toilet. The another one you do white well, you do white ones now, don't you? Yeah, just so we've got know. some white ones just for just for that and things like bookshelves. If somebody wants to tie back a bookshelf in in the kiddies' room or something. You know, you should be tying back your chest of drawers and, and, and bookshelves a lot. The kids climb up and they come over. One of the big ones I didn't realise was the chest of drawers more than the bookcases. I can remember climbing up bookcases as a kid. But the chest well, of drawers, what they pull out the bottom drawer nearly all the way and then the one above a little bit less and the one above a little bit less and almost... I'm pretty sure... Staircase. Ikea had a bad dude, didn't he? Well, they, yeah, there's been a couple of accidents in the last few years. little kid and they died or yeah. was really, yeah. really, really, it's really, really, really seriously hurt. Yeah. So again, if anyone is listening, so, screw yeah, the doors I mean, with, <laughs> You don't, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be a kitchen cabinet. You know, if it's a bookcase, if it's a chest of drawers. I'll tell you the other ones that are, I think are always really precarious. You know those sort of um, cupboards that they, tall cupboards, they sell for bathrooms. Um, they sort yes. of foot towel like a foot by a foot towel and holders and like seven feet high. You know what I mean? Those things. Stick a space plug in one of them. Just you just know you're gonna. It's not gonna go toppling. And it's safety first, isn't it? Which is it's the practicality, like yeah. uh, the ease of ease of use. I mean, one thing I liked about it, or I used them for mainly, is that especially if you're in like a newish house and you know there's a bit of timber, you can find a bit of timber. You can move the space plug anywhere along the back and screw it in. Obviously, with them, you haven't even got yeah. pallet at you. just know there's a timber there. Bang. That cupboard's done. Bang. Not onto yeah. the next one. And to be honest, totally. most people will do every other cupboard or every other few cupboards anyway. Exactly. So you That's haven't got to have a space plug on every cabinet because they're quite nah. expensive. It's get three or four on a run, four or five on a big run. Not going anywhere in month of Sundays. I mean, officially, obviously, you need to put about five space plugs on every base unit. And then, <laughs> yeah, each space each unit needs <laughs> ten space plugs. Cliff yeah. wants a boat. It is best. <laughs> it's much safer. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to try that. Everyone should have six have sets at of least five jigs. Fifty-five. Yeah, six <laughs> sets of jigs. You can do yeah. each film independently at the same time. It is that. So you got. Let's go back. So you, you've done a prototype. You spoke to Howdens. So, they said, yeah. Nah. Where was your next there. step? Where did you go from there? So there we go um, on to getting it made properly. Eventually, we do a deal to get it made. Um, and um, So that's what you're saying is the, you've gone to the company. You've agreed a deal. Gone to the development company. They're going to make yeah. them for you now. Now yeah. it's up to you. Yeah, now it's up to us. So we, we do the deal. We get the tooling back from the only part of China that's, that's here is that the tooling was actually made in China. We, we were looking at doubling our costs, unfortunately, to go anywhere in Europe other than China. So we did go to China for, for the tooling. The tooling gets stuck, stuck on a boat for three months and comes back over and you've started to talk to Howden's again. You've started to talk to companies like LDL again and they're, they're all excited. You come in and then you put this tooling up and it doesn't work. And oh, right. 
into two months meltdown that they're going to, at one point, obviously each tool weighs about a ton and a half. And at one point they were getting um, tickets on a flight back to China. Yeah. Yeah. A ton and a half each. They were getting tickets. How the frigging hell they were absolutely desperate. How much was that going to cost? They were looking at about, I think it was about four and a half grand each back then. Jesus Christ. That's a mistake. Yeah, that, so there was there was a mistake. There was definitely a mistake somewhere. Um, next thing I know, they, the Chinese were going to send a, a tooling engineer over to the UK, and he's just going to fly over from the UK, and he's going to fix the tools. Um, to cut a long story short, uh, uh, in about a month, they're up and running fine, and the panic is over. Now, but now we've fended everybody off that we've been talking to, saying space plugs are just around the corner. Don't panic. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've, got, I'm, 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 I've made, I've made some connections. I'm ready to yeah, fire it. I'm getting it, Put it in the machine. Up. The first yeah. one comes off. Shit! No, don't. <laughs> Shit! It's just a pile of crap. It doesn't just work. Stuck. Yeah. I've got orange blob. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's pretty stressful when you've just put everything that you own into a lump. Mm and waited three months for it and then you plug it in and it don't work I can remember we didn't have the same issue I was worked but the, the illegal yeah. tree because obviously again things you learn plastic cools shrinks expands exactly. all these other different things you have to work yeah, in yeah. for your final size so a couple of hours just needed tweaking a little bit so that the works how we wanted them to work shall we say yeah yeah and we had the same first ones arrived oh fuck this doesn't <laughs> isn't it it's all you can say is oh, yeah granted the guy <laughs> yeah. that we dealt with absolutely been brilliant with us and he's sorted anything out anytime um and again he comes from the background so he he knows the tool and knows the plastics it's fantastic i would ring him or scott would ring him we'd be like a bit panicking just spent all this money you know we've got three different sizes three different tools like you say I mean, massive things going machines you wouldn't believe how big they are yeah. Panicking, thinking, oh no, we've just lost all this money. What do we do? And he reassured us that it's part and parcel, we'll sort it. You know, it's it's just one of the things we can tweak it yeah. now to how you want and we'll get it right. And he did. But I know exactly how you feel. Because that first day we got them, Scott rang me. He wasn't excited. The phone's gone. I'm like, Scott, is that jigs are here? I'm like, what's up? I didn't even say, you know, you just know, don't you? You know from yeah. someone's voice, what's up? Don't like him. Something wrong. I'm ah, right, I'm coming. I don't know where I was. Went straight around Scott's house. You know, straight in. I'm looking at him like, oh, that's exactly what I was expecting. So I was like, I, I, I ended up knowing. So I was, yeah, so you, you, that was it. Oh, it doesn't look right. Is, is that right? And uh, that's tight. And oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was tight. That's too tight. That's changed that. Because we, we, we slightly tapered. The, the, the holy, the Luke Square, which is very slightly tapered to work, you know what I mean? Yeah, same with space plug. Cro- yeah, cross a different row of board thicknesses and all the things we tested. Yeah. It's only very slightly tapered, very slightly. Yeah. And the taper was too much. And it was You're binding and bending and stuff. So we changed yeah. it and it works. Um, but at the time, the feeling that washes over you of pure fear, as I don't really know how to put it. Absolutely. So, yeah. the, the, you drain out and go... Oh my god! Oh my god! I'd never spent seven or thousand pounds in one go on anything. Yeah. Never mind one block of steel, and there's yeah. two more to go. You're like shit. And one lump of steel, you've got no idea what yeah. it is. Don't yeah. make any more. Yeah. The others are done. Shit! You know, you're just panicking beyond belief because you just join us. You got no clue. 
You've got no clue when you're obviously being guided by these people you trust and you speak to. And luckily, we, we know the guy through friends who started a business, Keyblade and Fixings. So we had all trust in this guy. It was no problem in the end. But I, I could imagine we went, we were on the phone and we are down there the next couple of weeks. No, you couldn't really do that. So I could imagine even more terrifying, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I bet you were just going... <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was just in total meltdown because you get, I, I created a situation where I was just being in both directions. I mean, I was one, I was desperate to sell them, but two, I was desperate to get them. Yeah. I had all these people that were waiting on them and, and wanted to see them and, and wanted to start selling them. And meanwhile, I couldn't get them out of factory. So, um, yeah. Well, luckily, had, you, you got sold. Luckily, yeah. Yeah, like I say, it was. It was. I think it was about a month. I can't really remember now, but it was about a month of pure unadulterated stress, and yeah. it was just another month of going around people eating humble pie and going, well, "It's all working now." You know, we can sort you out now. So, in this time, we are striking up some deals. Maybe we're trying to. You know, we we are saying, "I've I've got it, and I'll let you have it for this amount of money." As soon as they yeah. land, you're the first ones to have them. Absolutely. So you so worked out some deals. Well, that's good then, because really, I mean, apart from the delay. You're yeah. going to get some financial rewards pretty quick, if you know what I mean. Well, it was starting to, but it was, it was then, because it had been, I guess at that stage, Dan was saying two, two and a half years of, of just working out how to get a patent, how to get it developed, how to get it made, how to get it into tooling, how to manufacture, how to manufacture, how to manufacture. It was everything. Yeah. And so we made a few phone calls and, 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 and opened, a, you know, nudged open a few doors. LDL were one of the first and, and a couple of others. But there wasn't much you could do without, without product. So, it, and it's then, it's like all of that drive and ambition for the last two and a half years in order to get in something made, you've then got to completely just bin all of that information and then suddenly become a sales development expert and that, yeah, that's, it. that's the thing that's what people don't get is that when you do this on your todds i mean you've, you've done it with a business partner my my brother's given me a hand later on in life but he's a bit more practical so it has been you know i've, I've been the brains of the outfit if there are any brains in the outfit but um you know you, you you do you go from learning how to pattern learning how to develop learning how to turn that into tooling then establishing what size tooling you, you, you want to buy how is that tooling going to work how's the hydraulics work do you want hot tip runners do you want it made in china do you want it made in belgium do you want it made in the uk and you go through all of this manufacturing stuff and then suddenly little orange things start popping out the factory and you go well that's all done now then i've now got to completely start again and learn how to be a salesman and, and, and learn... An equivalent, harder, an equivalent or harder, so to say, job in front of you. And yeah. we, we, we bridge the yeah. same gap. I don't know. So, so we had the idea. We thought the idea was good. And we never set out for a business, though, so partly slightly different. So you knew you were going yeah. to be a business. We kind of went, well, we are one. <laughs> so You kind of fell into it a bit. It's here, and like, yeah. well, what, what we're going to do? Well, that, that was social media then, so we, we went the social media route. But obviously you've yeah. been a bit more old school, and That's right. you I, tried I, to attract the retailers first, didn't you, I think? Was yeah, right? you see, it's 10 years between us, and, 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 and the, it has made a difference. Those, those times have changed. I think if I'd have, if, if, if I'd have been giving birth to my business at the same time as you... I don't think I would have done any different to you with the social media thing. But the social media quite grabbed everybody. 
then. You know, six or seven yeah. years, yes, all the youngsters were doing it, but it wasn't like it is, is now. And, and, and we were still basically using shops, you know. It, it didn't feel right to do anything other than traditional. And I'm a very traditionalist, so I hate the computers, I hate the technology, I hate the phones. I'm, I'm old school. I'd, I'd much rather pick up saw um, and do that. But it, it was like, so the computing side of it, I'd rather do the legwork and go and shake someone's hand and meet them and talk to them about the product and say, can you help me sell this? Um, and that's yeah, you have to though. You have to though. Like, yeah. I, like I say, from our, I would say, I'm going to put success in brackets because obviously we're very new business. I, I class it as successful because we're at this point. Other people would class this as standard procedure because they, they do different things. What yeah. I mean is, the social media aspect is great to reaching the end user. If you know what I mean, fantastic for the end user because they're the people that use it. But you also need to speak to people. So, like you said, you know, some people you've, you've got to be in front of, even if you're doing a fantastic social media campaign or you've done the greatest YouTube video, you still need to be in front of certain people. Yeah. There's still a divide. Obviously, the market is shifting. You know, online will, is just ruining the high street. I say ruining. Absolutely. It's not the room in the high street. The high street needed to evolve. It didn't. Oh, exactly. My two cars. The high street's just evolving. It'll, it'll be, it. it needs to evolve, reasons. bring itself into its own with products. Because yeah. obviously we deal with, and you deal with, certain companies that are retailers. So they're fantastic because they're dealing with people. And then people still exist. It will change slightly. And we all still go to the merchants. I still go to the merchants. There's still things I buy from the merchants. And there's a bunch of stuff I only buy online, you know. I don't order, um, I mean, I go to merchants for screws, things like that. Yeah. I wouldn't order them online because the weight makes the shipping too expensive. The, hey, yeah. You almost become a courier in your own brain. So, so then you work out, well, delivery gonna cost? Yeah, so then you think, right, well, again, I buy my blades from the lads at Blades and Fixings, and they deliver them yeah. to me. Now, if I was to order them from Amazon, for example, and I wasn't an Amazon Prime member... Yeah. You pay for the shipping on the weight. So then you might order five blades that will go through in a month, but it'll cost you 30 quid to deliver to your door. So you walk to the yeah. merchants in your van yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So there's still that market and then people. And I'm very much hands-on. I prefer to fair speaking to people, explain it to them face-to-face, -face, you know, because that's yeah. how some people take it in. And there's been days when we've been there, and I've got the little display stand out and I've gone, this is how it works. And the guy's gone, oh, I've seen you on Instagram. I didn't understand, but now I get it. So it, it completely works both ways. And I mean, you, you're in with some of the big guys now. You're in the Wrens and you're in the Howdens. And I've seen on your Instagram and I've seen on your social media, Facebook, you've been at depots, you've been there for the day and you're Absolutely. explaining it. And, and that's, tradesmen's still like that. We're all social creatures still. We still love that. Yeah, I'd love to just be out of drive around the country seeing everybody one at a time. <laughs> my space plug, it'd be so much better. And said, like you say, if you do one of these, uh, that was something I did towards the end of last year with some trade days for Howdens. Howdens have taken us into retail now, and you can buy us at Howdens. But um, so I did some trade days just to introduce because nobody's really picked us up and introduced us so much. So, um, and that's just brilliant because that's great. You get to stand there all day with some bloke giving you a right dodgy face. It's like, oh, what's this numpty going to try and sell me? And then you actually get him past the first 10, 15 seconds and he goes, 
well, they're really good. I like them. And literally, I, I don't, I, I, and I'll put my hand on my heart and say I haven't, I'm 100%, 100% when I've presented to people in Howden's that they've gone, that's a really good idea. I like them. I want to use them. Yeah, so, so that's, the, that's the tricky part. So you, you're not only, well, I say, the, going back to the point we were making is, there's so much that goes into a product, but then there's so much that has to go into a product. Yeah. So, again, I didn't realize what I was getting myself in for. Neither did Scott. We got the no. product. Now what do you do? Yeah. We've got to try and sell it. How do we do that? Mm, right. Well, we'll speak to these people. We don't want, we, we, we'll deal with you, but you've got to deal with somebody else because we don't want to do one account. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Then there's another company. Oh, we'll deal with you, but we want you for this much. No. A couple of companies come knocking. We like your idea. Can we put our name on it? We'll make it ours. You just get a royalty. How much is that going to work out? Blah, blah, blah. Mm, no, don't like the idea of that. So there's lots of good ways, and I know lots of people, spoke to people, see mm. people who've got innovations and got ideas and got inventions. You'll never know they've done them because their name's mm. not on them. They're quite happy to take the royalty and sit back. So you've got two yeah. choices at this point with your idea. Make it your own. Let somebody else do the hard work. Exactly. And that is a big second choice in anyone with any idea because... Fuck me, is it hard work? Very yeah. time-consuming. But you've got a passion for it. Now, I, I like my product, our product. Don't say mine. I like our yeah. product. Me and Scott both use it. It was our idea for us, nobody else. That was the idea. Yeah. So I like it. I like using it. I use it all the time. Brilliant. Yeah. So from my perspective, I'm the best person to tell anybody about it. So that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. We did it this way. Whether people like it or not, and I hope more people like it than not, is partly the success is that we decided to do it ourselves. So other tradesmen are dealing with other tradesmen. There's no bullshit. I can't lie to them. You can't, you, can't, you can't stand out and go, it'll do you this when it won't. You'll yeah. get this result when you can't because you're just going to get found out straight away. And then before you know it, people are going, he's a lying son of a... He said it would do this and it won't. I spent 20 quid on 40 of these. What a waste of money. You can't do it's that. It's the worst, isn't it? That is the can't, worst. You can't do that. And there's been an occasion where someone's said something to me and I've gone, I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. It isn't designed for that mainly. You know, that's why I don't know the answer. And they've gone, well, that's a waste of time. I've gone, no, it's for scribing fillers, mate. It's not for doing the thing you wanted to do. You can't <laughs> give me a bad shout now because it doesn't do that thing. I says, go fucking invent the other thing. <laughs> it costs you a fortune. <laughs> I'm interested in doing another one. It's too much yeah. stress in my Yeah. But, all the trick, I like the community, I feel, you know, maybe you'll, you'll, you'll come into it. You'll, you'll definitely get it from Instagram. Guys like your stuff. And they like to tell other people about your product and your stuff. And that's absolutely fantastic. And for anyone that listens and people well, that bought you scribes and space plugs, you know, if they like it, they want to tell other people about it. There's thousands of teachers on Instagram. Yeah. There's thousands of students logging well, in. I've, I've, well, I've kind of changed along the way because my, my, I was very much, yeah, traditionalist, sell it to the retailers. The retailers will put stuff up in shops and we'll go in their catalogues and they'll do this and they'll do that. And that's why I'm giving them so much of my sale. And, and um, yeah, now that's why I say now that's exactly how I do it because it's this year is literally like a relaunch for Spaceplug because it is. I've finally realised that the person to sell it is me. 
um, we've just really taken off on Amazon because the listing is the first listing that's ever been created by Spaceplug by the inventor and MD. I've, I've been relying on other people for so long, um, yeah. thinking that that was the way for it to become bigger, quicker. Um, and in actual fact, it wasn't. Like, so I, I wish I'd just kept them on my own website, really, and then just publicised my own website. So, yeah, there's definitely been, been a change in the last five years, and I'd, I'd have definitely done it different. So I think, yeah, you're going to start seeing a bit of me doing something like this. Um, I'm going to start chucking out some videos and doing some videos and things like that. Um, if anybody else uses us and wants to send us some pictures or some videos, awesome, because, yeah, it just make, makes such a difference on social media. It does. An, an a brainer idea, and anybody that, that gives a hoot about how they do the job will just say, yeah, why, why would you not? So, Well, that's it, Cliff, and also what I like to think about... Changes partly doing the podcast is that we're putting some of the voices to some of the things that you see. You're hearing about the people. You know, yes. people will think, some might be listening and thinking how corporate Space Plug was and what a big company exactly. it is. And he must I'll turn up you. in an orange Ferrari when he does a show. Well, I'll tell you how corporate reality uh, isn't. Space Plug is, Dan. I'll tell you how corporate Space Plug is. When we got our first order from Howden's last year, we got a, say, it's taken me seven years' work to get the order at Howden. When we got the first order, it was for about um, 28 pallets of stock. I, I had to create... A, co- 20- a couple of space plugs there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was about 400,000 space plugs, but in retail. So that's, that's the difference. It's one thing shipping big boxes from the factory to somewhere else, but actually they've all got to go in those plastic packs and they've yeah. all that little bit of cardboard put in and they've all got to have that shrill bit put in and they've all got to be sealed up and then they've all got to go in cardboard containers so to make 28 pallets of stock um of about 36 boxes per pallet um basically was eight weeks um of my brother in his lounge in his two-bedroom flat at home that's how corporate we are (laughs) what's your brother's name yeah we were barrowing deliveries of space plugs in in the morning um, and, and they would go in the hallway and then we'd pack them up into... Tip the, them in. <laughs> yeah, we got weighing scales and they go in the weighing scales and they, with all the other bits and pieces, we obviously make a little bit of a production line in the lounge. And then as you fill a box up, it goes in the spare room. And then once the spare room's filled up, it's, uh, that gets us about three pallets worth. What's your brother's so, name? So we're, then it's phone the logistics company, say we've got three more pallets to go into warehouse. Um, and then go and meet the, the, the seven and a half ton truck at the, at the block of flats. Yeah. At the block <laughs> and, of flats. Yeah, which everybody loves. And uh, yeah, barrel them down, wrap them on the pallets, get them onto a truck. And then the whole, what is it? Rest and repeat. Yeah. And then do it again. And so we, we literally have just stopped out one of the, the largest kitchen corporations in the UK. From the brother's um, flat. Brother's lounge. Yeah. What's your brother's name? Nigel. Yeah, we should say hello. Giggsy bro, well done for everything you do. Shout so out, shout out to we'll Nigel. There, literally got space plugs up and down the country from his flat. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, 700 stores Howdens have got. Oh, well, you'll have to look after him now. He gets looked after. Yeah, he looked... He, well, we, we can't... Does he make more money than you? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's... He, 
we 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 operate as a family. My, as I say, my parents divorced, which is very weird because like thirty five years later, my dad's got dementia and and mum is back caring for him, which is pretty weird. So it's four or nice or nice. Yeah, yeah, or lovely depends. Yeah, and so Nigel is sort of takes care of of doing the packing and the more hands on practical stuff, and he takes care of my dad. Um, and then mum helps take care of my dad, and then I look after all three of them with, with the business. So that's kind of my end. I do the, the paperwork for dad and the power of attorney and all of that, and, dad, dad, and Nigel does the hands-on stuff. So we, we kind of work pretty well as a family and, and, and do what we all do best at, and uh, it's really working. So Nigel's able to make a living in his own time and his own space, um, and I'm, I'm making a living now, and uh, we both get to look after mum and dad still so we give well, that's, that's a very nice way of it coming it's, around full circle dude because at the end of the day yeah hard work dedication 10 years long slog exactly. it's exactly. a marathon not a sprint yeah. and now like you say you, you you can look after your brother you can get paid you can yeah. do his job from home you're in it's one nice. of the biggest retailers kitchen companies in the country and and at this point now obviously like you say you can take wages from it you can do it for the as first your time. Yeah, I'm paying my rent for the first time since I started. I started paying rent out of Space Plug for the first time last year. So yeah, that was it. Was seven years I had to self finance. I sold my house that I the, the, get the equity that I had in my house. Um, funny enough, this is the first time in my life since I was 21. I've not had a mortgage, which is very weird. But yeah, sold that house and then sold the little investment property that I had. For, for me and my mum and sold that on and that's all gone into Space Plug as well. So, yeah, literally put everything that I've ever owned into Space Plug um, and, and finally making a living out of it, which is really nice. But it's been a tough thing. That's nice though, Cliff, because the people that are listening can grab a Space Plug and you can see that it's somebody's heart and yeah. soul. It's yeah, not it's just a bit of craft in there. Yeah, it's not yeah. just some guy cleaning up. He's, yeah. he's in the game. He's have a good idea. He's worked hard at it, and everyone else can reap the reward by fitting the Absolutely. kitchen cabinets far quicker. I think so. I it's only think... took ten years. Don't say that far. Quicker. <laughs> it's not only far quicker. It's far quicker. It's far neater. It's far easier. It's far more professional. We, we, we covered all that basically. Far more everything else that it says on the front of the pack. We covered, <laughs> and then what I am going to do, and I, I said uh, to you before, is I'm going to do. A good few videos of the times I use it. I use it a lot. So it's one of them things because I use it a lot. I take it for granted now, which is good, mate, because that means it's yep. always in my arsenal. I'm always buying it. And I won't say the company good I buy it from because I won't buy it from them anymore because I know you don't particularly like dealing with them anymore. <laughs> Ends and fix is a fix. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, no, um, don't say that. We love them. <laughs> we, we, we should be back in March. Yeah, no, I'm only joking. That's, that's been a bit of a shame, actually. Yeah, that's that's been a difference. It's just hard work. No, like I'm not going to give Screwfix a bad name, mate. Because at the end of the day, if something's there and you can go and get it, brilliant. I've always bought my space plugs and a few other bits and pieces. I like I used yeah. to buy. I used to buy Keko clips. Don't buy them anymore. But I used to buy right. certain parts, modesty blocks, yeah. uh, and then my shelf peg pins and my adjustable handle pins. I go yeah. Howdens. I know the codes. I rat. Not Howdens. I go to Screwfix. I rat them down and I buy them. 
So that's where I've always yeah. bought your prop, your product from. I yeah. know yeah, the yeah. pitfalls and the bonuses of working with Screwfix. So I'm only joking. Yeah. I know it's a great it's a, outlet. Yeah, and it's just a bit hard work. It's more. Yeah, we'll give them a little bit of a shout out because, to be fair, they 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 came on and did really well. And uh, our disappearance from from Screwfix temporarily isn't about space plug. It's actually about who was sitting between space plug and Screwfix and. Uh, so that that relationship has had to be undone, and as soon as that relationship's been undone, they've been very good and and, and taken my relationship straight back on. So well, that's good. That's good. I mean, we like I say, I know what you mean. There in the next year, and I've spoken to a little bit earlier as well. Some of the bigger companies don't want to deal with you because you're you're, you're an entity by yourself. They want to mm. deal with somebody they're already dealing with because it's just easy logistics. It's, everything's easy for them, so yeah. they want to go through johnsmithsupplies.com because they already buy 10 things from him and it means they can already open an account from him but John Smith Supplies wants to make money off you for using their service now I know of lots of stories of where that's broke down because they want more money or they're charging more money or things get broken down in agreements and all the other things things get damaged pallets get returned there's so many pitfalls but there's also so many advantages of being in with these big companies very much so. So no, I'm not slagging Screwfix off. Yeah, yeah. I like it as a joke. The tool station. We, as well. um, Sell them to tool station. Tell them fight over it. Well, I think yeah, tool station are great as well. But I think the interesting thing is, is that I think what's happened is we're coming on to the end of retail when it has had a lot of power um, because obviously everything was was being bought by retail. And if if you're going to likes of Kingfisher, Screwfix, B and Q, those kind of people that have done such huge amounts of trade. Um, but now the online has come on so strong and it's continuing to come on strong and more and more people are migrating online. The balance of power is kind of changing because we kind of get into that stage where it's like, well, you, the rules have got to change because at the moment it's just not really worth me talking to you. Almost. It's generational. Generational make kids yeah. and the youth of today or even some of my generation, I don't go B&Q anymore. No, exactly. You I mean, won't it, go to B&Q because... You just don't go. You, you go to well, the source more often, so you just go online and get it. You get it direct yeah. from the manufacturer or you get it from the timber merchant or you get it from yeah. a supplier online that you're already buying your blades from or yeah. something. When yeah. People don't want necessarily to go to the B&Qs and the screw fixes as much, but they will use the screw fixes yeah. online. So it's the same, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. So Absolutely. use a B&Q yeah. online. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah. you... It's brilliant to be in all them places, but at Absolutely. the same time, also uh, finding um, your feet. As, 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 as much as I, I mean, I'm, I'm really anti the global corporations, and obviously, the more and more sticking it to the man, sticking it to the man, exactly. That is exactly what I love to think that I might be doing a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Do it yourself. It's it's getting more and more crazy for people like us or the, to to get anything to market. Don't matter how good the product is, how well it works, how handy it is for the bloke. If the numbers aren't right, if the spreadsheets ain't right, if the colour ain't right, you know, it don't matter what it is. It's 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 just getting ridiculous. And and actually, Amazon, what Amazon does is give people like us a, a huge outlet a huge outlet to reach people that had never reached before. And um, so I've only really started selling on Amazon this year. This has been my first year I've sold on Amazon. Other people that have bought from me have sold on Amazon. And that's why I say things are changing because I've kind of worked very hard for a long time and and none of them have really helped me to skyrocket. 
Um, and now within literally six to eight months of, of starting this process, the things have changed so dramatically that I can see within, you know, almost by the, the end of this year, we're going to be in a very, very different financial position and, and, and able to do a lot more with it. Fantastic. So but I'm really excited about it because I, so I'm hoping I'm going to be able to palm all of that off onto somebody else and <laughs> get back to my drawing board because I, well, I've got some idea. I've got some other ideas. There's this internal space plug that will help people with wardrobes and what, what we get, the Mark II space plug will actually have a, a bigger pinhole in the middle. I'm hoping because at the moment you can't get the concrete screws through. Yeah, they're very good screws. I've noticed um, that before. I've drilled your space plugs out before. Yeah, yeah, a couple of people have. They will drill out, actually. They, yeah, they, they do. Will, I've done it a few times. Walls are that thick and still work. But uh, so hopefully we're going to put a slightly bigger pin in the middle and allow the concrete screws to go straight through. So that'll be up. But also that main body that's got those that hexagonal nut effect, basically, on the female, that's going to go. And we are going to go back to a flat parallel sleeve. So what that will mean, if once that's a flat parallel sleeve, a lot more like a, a kitchen leg, if you like, yeah, um, is that we'll do a space plug clip, yeah. So that when you when you're doing your wonderful scribes at the end of a wardrobe or something, and you've put a space plug out to to the wall at the end of a run, and you've you've got two or three space plugs down the front, you then cut your fillet with your U scribe jig, and then you'll just use the space plug clips to clip that fillet in place onto like those space like plugs. A, like a plinth clip for your fillet. Literally, yeah, a plinth clip, but but yeah, on, on the vertical. So with a, so there's a Mark II space plug on its way when we can finally... Nice, nice. Um, and there's some plinth, there's some plinth attachments that will be similar to plinth clips that will come with it. As I say, there's some ones for internal... And, um, yeah, the big thing is going to be the, the changing of, of getting rid of the backs because we've come up with a, a, with a slight um, change in design that, that really allows that idea to work. Chris Sharp Kitchens is, is the people to look at. Chris, a guy called Paul Kettleborough runs the, the operations on Chris Sharp Kitchens and, and he's been doing AFS for four years and the only thing he says to me is that I'm very glad nobody else is noticing it because he's getting such a huge competitive advantage with it. Yeah. He's really, really enjoying the fact he, he gets a whole new unit out of a sheet of, of MDF by reducing those gables. So rather than it just being the 50 mil saving of cutting that bit off, he actually, the, the, the waste part that is left is so big, he can get another unit out of it. So he's, he's waiting. Cool. I can remember seeing that. I can remember reading all about that. Mm. I can remember when you pushed that. Yeah, a while ago, yeah. a good few years ago, we'll have to try and yeah, exactly. Send the links sort of, so I can put them up so people can see. Yeah, if if, if you can't get in, it, it, it's kind of the thing you've, you've when you're on your own and you if you, you kind of push something that you think is right and this is the way to do it, and then people don't buy it, you, you've got no choice. I still think it's right and it will be the way that it happens. And I think the little addendum that I've got going into the patent office at the moment will be the final resolution of that. And I, I, I think you'll find that. Nice. Most kitchens within the next three years now will will most kitchen base units will have that extra fifty sixty mil cut off of the back, um, and you won't have to worry about cutting around the pipes or it wobbling on the walls, or the, you know it's double handling the units to get the L brackets in. It's a it's a massive saving. It makes them lighter, smaller, easier, and the installation time. I reckon your average corner you let's say a corner run, so you've got an L shape kitchen and, and you've got tool housing down to the corner 
around the corner. Then you've got your gas pipes there and you've got your water pipes all in that corner and then the downpipe. I reckon that average L-shaped probably save you four or five hours. And then I think if you're paying, you know, kind of 40p each for these things, 50p each, you're going to use 10 of them and they're going to save you four or five hours, then I really think they come into their own. As well as the material, I mean, because you're never cutting the edge banding off the back. That's the other thing. I mean, every time we hack out around the pipe or we slice the back off because the walls are all out of square, you're just exposing the edge banding and uh, making it, you know, totally um, unprotected at the back. I'll be interesting to see, Cliff. I know exactly what you're saying. Visualising it for the people well, maybe yeah, difficult. But so what you I, will what just... You, what you're saying is, at some point, you've got this idea with your yeah. new uh, version of Space Plugs, and yeah. it may well eradicate the 50mm overhang on the gable from the back of the unit you yeah. use as your service void. Exactly. What you're saying is you may not need it. So, for yeah. example, on a corner unit where... You know, a lot of the time you've got to plane it in, cut a lot of it away. Exactly. What you're saying is <clears throat> you could set it up, get it in position, put a few space plugs, fire it together, level it up, bosh, yeah. no cutting, no bosh. Mess. Yeah. Apart from maybe... All the way around. All the way around. Okay, mate, I know what you're no, saying. I know what you're saying. No interesting to see that, Well, Interesting to see. Yeah, it's not loaded. Always thinking... We, it'd be out by now if it wasn't for lockdown. So if it hadn't been for, for corona and stuff, it, it'd probably be out by now. But well, this bloody virus breaks on everything, everything and corona's bloody, getting on everybody's... Bloody virus. Yeah, proverbials. Yeah. It's, re- it's wrecked quite a bit of stuff, but I know I spoke to you and I spoke to quite a few other people and oh. uh, optimistic and everyone's doing okay from it. You know, I mean, I'm not saying they're doing okay from it. What I mean is... All the guys that I know who sell things... It's starting or, to move on, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, they're picking back up. I mean, we, we did okay sales-wise. I know it was a different time. But, you know, we aren't fighting the bailiff out from the door. You know, yeah. people have supported us through it. I don't know, people are finding space plugs on Amazon and online where they might have not been before. That's been mm. more beneficial to you because obviously it's more money straight into your pocket. Yeah. So... Partly a disaster and partly almost like a, reimag- a, a reimagining because at the same time you've, you've gone through this transition Damn phase. And you've gone all this time, Claire. You've worked hard and you've reached your pinnacle talking to me on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, Claire. All I've been a contender, Charlie. All that work paid off. You made it, yeah. mate. You've made your dizzy heights. Of the dizzy height. The job and yeah. not podcast with a strange <laughs> medium-sized man from Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> You're bigger if you were down here. You'd be fine. No, and then we've had a quick conversation. Yeah. The podcast is gonna go out probably in a couple of weeks. That's what I normally do. Uh, and yeah. we're gonna sort something out where uh, we're gonna get a, a discount or something organised for guys that want to try Facebook that haven't tried it before, and for them guys that do buy Facebook and do listen to the podcast. Uh, after the podcast finished, I'm gonna uh, add the link and the special offer and stuff that Cliff has so graciously set up for us in the future. And it may only last for a short period of time, or we'll figure it out. But definitely something that people can look out for, isn't it, mate? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we'll sort you out something, mate. We More people. Expect people to listen to all this drivel and then not have some sort of reward. No, we just got to give a little kickback, a little discount. We'll figure yeah. something out. You know, we're going to look after the people on the job and not a podcast for listening. They've, they've learned the story. They've got the background. You know, they can look at it and know and see all the hard work and effort that's gone into you, you creating your product and bringing it to market and spending all these times and going down all these different paths to achieve your goal and now they can get a little discount well do you know what they're back to the people cliff that's what you're doing aren't you do you know what's nice is is you actually get to a stage yeah that people will have heard those little outlook could chimes during during our our chatting maybe and each one of those little chimes is a little um, email from Amazon going. We've we've just sold you some. We've just sold. <laughs> that would be that would be, be great. That would be great. If and, so by, if by somehow Cliff this podcast increases your sales or gets more people to look or buy space plugs, I tell you what, we'll both be happy men. We'll be happy guys, and uh, I'm be, be very very. Happy. And whilst they're there, type in Uscribject too. <laughs> absolutely well between us if you know the first, if, you, if you're anything like a decent carpenter between the two of us I think we can safely say that both the products work and both the products work very well they help they definitely help me about I mean, the stuff I go out and buy at the weekend that don't work very well oh, I'm actually yeah. I'm at least trying to sell something that works very well we all fall for that Buying. Yeah, buy don't be just shit. Always fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, you know I appreciate you spending all this time, mate. I know you're a very busy man, uh, but no, I normally, very welcome. I say normally, I always finish up talking me uh, questions through. I've got ten questions, quick fire ten questions. All you need to do is give us your first answer and your most favourite answer. A couple of them. I wasn't sure there. Know. A couple it wasn't of me. I'm pretty sure no. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. Well, got, a, <laughs> got a CCTV image when you've made some money, you're in trouble sometime. <laughs> <laughs> me in the girl's dorm at three o'clock in the morning with my reputation. Uh, never, not of my reputation. <laughs> I'm extremely, extremely wealthier than you. Yes. Favorite food? Favorite food, pizza. Pizza. Favorite sport? Golf. Golf. Oh, I tell you what. Oh, no, I've got to change that now, haven't I? Yeah, I've Why? just started diving the last couple of years, and diving is just awesome. Could you not tee off with a space plug? No, uh, yeah, you certainly can. That, uh, it almost sparked uh, a, a new invention because the, the, the old driving range has these annoying tees that were always too big or too low, and I was, like, trying to make a space plug um, into, into, like, a rubber golf tee so that the driving ranges could have them and you could have them at the right height without pulling the driving range apart. But, but, then, uh, but then they automated it, didn't they? Then they automate everything. Yeah, mine's automated my driving range. I haven't been yeah, exactly. Time, but press the button to set your tee height. And now there's a monitor that tracks where you've hit the ball. It's amazing. Exactly. You don't even have to go anywhere. Last it's time, not the same. I played the TPC no. at Sawgrass. Up keel. <laughs> I was and what the only the only devastating thing Cliff was I was still shit <laughs> no, it was still well, crap yeah, it was on the computer or still crap at it Festool so, yeah, or Makita one of the less frustrating sport diving is, is quite fun but it's bloody expensive I don't like, I don't like the, I couldn't do a fish touching me Cliff I was in the sea and a fish touched me I shit my pants 
Uh, oh I swam with five meter sharks. They're great. No chance, mate. No way. Yeah, seriously. Even uh, uh, shark, uh, nearly uh, five uh, meters long. I don't mind going in the sea. I've been on boats and jump in the sea and uh, and a fish touches me and he get out. I can't deal with it. Mate. Scares yeah. the crap out of me. Got no control over it. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like running, running. You know when you see in cartoons where the guy's running on the water, just running out the water. <laughs> That's me. Boom, gone. <laughs> so let's touch me leg. Nah, get out there. Festool, sharks, sharks fest, are beautiful. Festool or Makita? Uh, oh, I wouldn't like to call. I've I've been handyman carpenter. It's too high end for me to call between them two. Uh, Makita, I would have to go. Nice yeah. tea or coffee? Coffee. Dominoes or biscuits? Oh, biscuits. Working inside or working outside? Inside. Handmade or bought in? Oh, that's an interesting one. Depends what it is. Yeah, handmade. Got to be if you can. Chinese or Indian? Chinese or in Chinese for me. Chinese. One million pounds or work for life? Oh, one million pounds, no doubt. One million pounds, please. Thank you very much. And this last one will all depend on whether you've watched the programme. Did that bitch, Carol Baskin, feed Don to the Tigers? Not seen it? You've just proved your point on that one there. (laughs) (laughs) See, now I think the Tiger King's far more relevant. I think I'm going to change that question now, the lockdown's more or less. (laughs) We're going to have to change that to a more relevant question. Uh, Something not not political will be okay. I can't, yeah. Did that bitch feed what to the Tigers? There's a programme called Tiger King, right? When you get five minutes, which you won't have because you're a busy man. Um, yeah. I was at the start of the lockdown, so I had a couple of weeks where I did actually do nothing apart from use scribe work, for example. So right. we get home in the evening. Me and the wife decided we we're going to watch something on Netflix. There's a programme called Tiger King. Now, right. the most berserk group of people that keep tigers and lions and bears and crocodiles and partly in, oh, I'm going to get it wrong, it's Florida away. Florida, Alabama, I want to say them places, right? Just over yeah. the border, there's these two places that are close by. One woman is named Carol Baskin. Mad right. bitch, right? But she's more of a cons- the conservationist. She's like, oh, the tigers need to live here. It's not a zoo and we need to look after them. We can't breed them. It's not fair. You know, RSPCA. Right. Full, full nut job though. Really, she's mad. Okay. The other guy who's even more mental is named Joe Exotic. Is a gay redneck gun toting, tiger breeding, zoo keeping lunatic, and I think he takes drugs too. That's Honestly, a combo and half, oh, you've just got watch it, dude. It's mad. I can't explain in the stories that are within the stories. So like how he became what he did and how he yeah, got yeah. injured and why he's doing what he's doing and why she's doing what she's doing. And then her husband basically disappeared. Disappeared, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, a will got altered. You know, it's, it's dead shady. You've got to watch it. And no matter where, you, no matter what angle you see it from, they're all fucking mad, but the best kind. You've got to watch it. Honest, it it's one of them things. What's it called again? Tiger King. Tiger King. Right, I'm having a look. Yeah, you'll watch it and you'll, you'll send me a text message. The first one, you'll be like, what am I watching? This is the most ridiculous American program. Three episodes in, you'll be like, oh, I need to watch all of it. The best one I've seen recently when you're flicking and bored, and I think they've suddenly made her really popular as well. The best one I've seen is the Dr. Pimple Popper. What? Dr. Pimple Popper. What's Literally, that? 
woman gets people into her that have pimples like the size of tennis balls and you get to watch it. So when you were having that teenage little, oh, wow, this is just off the scale and she has just become the most popular TV going, Dr. Pimple Popper. And oh, so she all- basically burst spots. That's what you're saying. Yeah, burst, burst. You cannot believe the, the stuff that comes out of the human body, the scale of it. And if, if, you, if you've ever popped a spot and enjoyed it, watch Dr. Pimple I was just about, to, was just about to say, yeah, Cliff, this is a niche, <laughs> a very niche <laughs> TV programme. No, I think... It showed us that some cleaner or some plumber just doesn't turn up. Is this sort of one of them channels that begins with nine and you have to watch alone? No, No. it's on Quest. I happen to bump into it once. I'm not a big TV watcher, I don't watch a lot of TV, and I just watched flicking through once, and then all of a sudden it it was just like, This is amazing. No, I am am just joking, but I've definitely seen a YouTube or an advert. I may, I may have not read what it's called, but someone was definitely doing like a huge yeah. spot on someone's like, head. Like so size footballs and things. Yeah, my, wife, my, wife, my wife will absolutely love that. I probably won't. I'm a bit squeamish, but she'll probably love that. So I'll definitely Girls remember that. Buddy. Yeah. Sort it like, out. You're supposed to be northern. Don't like fish touching my legs. Well, I say squeamish. Like, it's my own. I'm fine with what it. What do you do like, when you get blisters? Uh... Ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to pop them, son. See, now some people like it though, dude. That's what I'm saying. My wife loves doing stuff like that, whereas I'm like, I'll just leave it. Just leave it. It'll be all right. She's no. I'm getting. I thought everybody loved getting a spot. <laughs> Shot me down. Maybe I'm the weird one. <laughs> yeah, Una. Well, there's two of us here, and we're completely opposite. So one of us. <laughs> And on that bombshell, <laughs> bless you, mate. Yeah, Listen, which one was the weird inventor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have a poll. Who was yeah. the weirdest one? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid I usually win that sort of thing. <laughs> well, let's can't help being strange. It's just no, me. Part of mate. Listen, don't change for nobody. That's why I always say. No, absolutely. Sports got me here, mate. To be honest, That's so it. I'm well, not going to. I completely appreciate uh, bless your you. time. We'll we'll, we'll definitely figure out. Uh, um, that way where we can uh, get some space books to people and yes. hopefully spread the word even more than it's already been spread. I'm and just hoping know that fellas story. can talk to fellas, exactly. If fellas can talk to fellas for us, that, that's all you can really ask for. That's amazing. That's it, completely right, buddy. We, we're in the same thing, you know, word of mouth, proper tradesman, real reviews, Absolutely. real yeah. honest feedback. That's all I've ever asked for. And uh, we can't yeah. say fair than that from the guys that buy from us because at the end of the day, it's their hard-earned money putting into uh, mm. our product, so we can only say thank you. Absolutely. Top man, Cliff, look after yourself. I'll definitely be in touch, mate. We'll speak again, I'm sure. Look after yourself. Bless you, Mr. Dan. Look after you yourself. Soon. Take care. Ciao, Take buddy. Care. Good luck. Bye for now. Thank you all for listening. As Cliff has just said, he's amazingly set up a special offer on his Amazon store for all you Jabberknot listeners. Simply go to jabberknot.co.uk, scroll down to our sponsors section and click the link. You can go directly to the Spaceplug Amazon store where Cliff set up the voucher. Literally click the voucher, get an extra 10% off. It's such a clever and handy little tool. I mean, I've used them for years, we just spoke about on the podcast. But for kitchens, bedrooms, all things joinery, it's just an amazing little stopgap. It's just a very clever little product to have in the van. 
get a bag of them, give them a try, give us a shout on the podcast, let us know where you've gone on, tag us in your stories, tag us in your posts. And once again, thank you very much for listening. Click the link, get some space plugs, have a good day. Congrats, congrats. That's wonderful, thank you. Thank you, come again. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much, sir. I don't think you'll regret it. Time to go home. I'm out of here. I'm Pickle Rick. Thank you so much for being my friends. Great job of Knock Podcast.